Okay, let's talk about candles for a minute. Do you know that almost 2 billion candles are sold globally each year and almost all of them are likely to end up in landfills for the next 1 million years? It's insane. That's why I think it's really cool that Notes candles exist. They're working to eliminate single-use candle vessels and give home fragrance lovers a more earth-friendly option. Notes has created a refillable candle system that allows you to use your candle vessel over and over again. It is super easy. The candles are made with fragranced wax beads, so all you do is place the wick in your reusable notes jar and fill it up with the wax beads and enjoy your fragrance for up to 36 hours. The Santal and Atlas Cedar scent is like this woodsy calming smell. It's so nice. And they have oat milk and balsam berry, vanilla and pepperwood, pistachio and rose water, and a total of 13 really great options to choose from. Be a responsible consumer while not giving up high quality home fragrance by making the switch to notes. You can build your custom starter kit right now at notescandle.com slash that sounds fun. Right now, notes is giving our friends 15% off and free shipping when you buy a notes starter kit using the code that sounds fun. Just use that code that sounds fun when you're placing your order. That's that sounds fun at notescandle.com slash that sounds fun. Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of the That Sounds Fun podcast. This is your host, Annie F. Downs, and I am so glad you have joined us on a podcast that, can you believe this, was just named one of the best podcasts in Nashville. That is insane. I'm telling you, I thought it was just me and my friends sitting around and talking, and our friends are listening, and apparently... Also, people who make lists are listening. I had no idea, but I am really thankful and so, so excited to be in your ears and in your life, and it's great. So I hope you're having a great day so far. Listen, I started listening to podcasts a long time ago, and I love them. I have a handful that I listen to all the time, every episode that comes out. And one of them is the Relevant Podcast. I know a lot of my friends listen to the Relevant Podcast as well. And today on the show, we have one of the dudes from the Relevant Podcast, which is really fun. A guy who's become a good friend to me, Eddie Koffeltz. You probably know Eddie from the podcast, but he also is a really important member of IJM. He works there, International Justice Mission. And he has actually just started his own new podcast with IJM called The New Activist. And y'all, it is one of my new, very favorite ones. I absolutely love listening. So in my list of podcasts I listen to every week, including Alec Baldwin's Here's the Thing, Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey, a couple of different sermons. Who else do I always listen to? Um, I always listen to a soccer one called Men and Blazers. I know you non-soccer people don't care, but I do. I listen to Men and Blazers. And I also listen to The New Activist as well as Relevant. So I had a, the best time sitting down and talking with Eddie. Here's the truth. We recorded on Tuesday. I had kind of a long afternoon on Tuesday. And then, uh, uh, to be honest, a long and sad afternoon on Tuesday. And sitting down and talking with Eddie and laughing our heads off was just the medicine I needed. Just, it was a gift, honestly, to sit down and get to talk about silly things and serious things. So I guess I just want to say that if you are feeling any percent sad today, um, I am too. And this conversation helped me just lighten my load and feel better 
and sit a little taller and laugh my head off as well as learn some incredible things. So um, if you feel that, I hope this helps you too. So here is an interview and conversation, just some time to hang out with our friend, Eddie Koffeltz. Hi, Eddie. Welcome to the That Sounds Fun podcast. This does sound fun. Um, Doesn't it? Let's talk about you, Nashville's (laughs) hottest podcast. Can you believe that? I can't. And I I mean, I didn't look at the list, but can you tell me more of who's on the list? Yeah, for sure. Um, Brandon Harvey, who's great. Love him. um, An American uh, Nashville public radio show called Neighbors that's really good. Ooh, Neighbors. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, I seriously am like this. I think someone is listening in to me and my friends talking and liking it. That's weird. Right. Right, right. right? Isn't, like, I'm just hanging out with my friends, yeah, and uh, Nashville decided they liked it, I guess. Right, and I do like that it's a very specific, because you're you're known outside of Nashville, like, all over the right. place, right? But you've right. got and Nashville. and it's not like I just have Nashville people on the show. I just happen no. to live here, thus making it, and I will say, the only female podcast on the list. Oh, what up, really? ladies? Ladies. Holla. Well, right? it's honor to be here. I was at the... Uh, I was at my first ever, hold on, weren't you asking me questions or do we just keep going? No, we just keep going. Great. This is going great. This great. is exactly what's happening. Because here's what I'd like to talk about. I went with uh, Cameron to the first ever conference that it was a, a, a women's conference last weekend. I saw that. So for okay. our listeners, Cameron, it's Cameron Strang from Relevant. Y'all right. are both on the Relevant podcast. That's right. Just for any of our friends who haven't tuned into that, which I'm sure there's like only three, but <laughs> everyone else listens. But so you and Cameron, I know y'all went to the Belong Tour. Did, what did you think? Did you like it? Well, it was, first of all, it was great. And we were guests of Shauna. And so it sure. was an honor because she's so smart and thoughtful. And I just wanted to see my friend. It's like just so fun to see your friend's work. You know, like when yeah. your friend's speaking somewhere, you're like, look at you. Look at you doing what you're being called to do. And it was so cool to see her. But then also there was parts of it that's like, oh, I'm definitely at a women's conference. Like there was this <laughs> awesome woman who was doing like um, some sort of like a, like she was yelling, but she was yelling positive things, and then there was loud music on, and then there was like uh, aerobics happening. Uh, oh, and okay. It, it, okay. Was, it was awesome, and everybody in the auditorium. Sorry, aerobics? <laughs> they were doing aerobics? Yeah, it was like calisthenics. Do you, or do you mean more like Zumba? I don't, I'm not as aware. What is Zumba? I mean, it's dancing to music, but it's, it's significantly cooler than a, a, aerobics. I'm hearing... A lot of um, squatting, maybe, and some heel clicking, like, to the left, to the right. There was, (laughs) right? Yeah, so I guess by that definition, it was not at all aerobics, uh, but there was squatting. In any event, it was like a really positive, uplifting thing, but uh, Cameron and I were just like, hey, do you want to sneak back into the green room and grab a coffee? (laughs) Like, yeah, probably a good time, probably a good time, and we were out of there. It was like the only time I was uh, clearly... I was not in the demographic, but it was Please awesome. don't even let Cameron pretend like he hadn't been to a women's conference, though, because I saw his face at the IF gathering. Oh, yeah. He was at IF that gathering. That is where we became friends. So he is a <laughs> he is a connoisseur yeah. of women's conferences. I will tell you, though, the content was, I was destroyed a few times. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was like, it, it was a more of a person gathering than anything else. I was glad yeah. I was there, but. It's a great, it is a to- totally great group of women that are. That are there. Yeah, I love it. I'm glad y'all got to go. So now you kind of feel like 
you get where most of us that do my job spend every weekend of our life. <laughs> right. At these really Doing affirming. calisthenic like exercises to loud well, women yelling at us. Right. That's, it's a nice life. You're eking out a nice <laughs> existence for yourself, it there seems like. There are people like. who have way worse jobs, to be fair. There <laughs> right, are way right. worse jobs than uh, doing conferences every weekend. I love it. But I think it's like, super fun. There aren't just like boy versions of it, though, right? I mean, like promise keepers, but I don't know. I mean, I don't think there is. And you know why? I don't think men will show up in groups without women. Like, oh, interesting. When you think about students, like college students or high school students, there aren't a lot of like dude retreats because what gets dudes to go places, am I right, a lot of times is ladies. Huh. That's really funny. Am I wrong? You can I, call me wrong, Eddie. We've I been don't, friends long enough. Well, I mean, it doesn't really work for me, but the, you're, I'm not the, like, I would go. So if but there like was when like, you were 19, would you have gone to it like an all guys conference? Or if the next weekend was guys and girls... Would you? Have, which one would you have spent forty dollars to go to? Yeah, I think you're right, and I understand your point. I'm. I agree. That's interesting. What a difference! This sounds like we're trying to set up like a uh, a comedy bit. Like the difference between <laughs> what's the difference between what? guys' conferences and girls' conferences? <laughs> Women always be shopping, right? <laughs> what's with it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, men and their football, right, ladies? Right. Guys sitting around See watching Monday, football. You right. know what I mean? Get to a conference. <laughs> Pray. Can you imagine? I cannot oh. imagine. But that's a we, really interesting. But I think I'd go now, but then I'm just, there's not enough of a market probably, right? Yeah, like, I don't know. Just a 36-year-old dad conference. Right? So for all the reasons that you know, I'd go to a dude's conference. Right. Like, I mean, line them up. I hear you. Right. Like line I will walk into a room with 20,000 men and throw a rock and hope to hit a single one. Right. Oh, you are really forward with that, aren't you? That's so funny. <laughs> I mean, I'm not right. going to do it, Eddie. I'm just talking to you. I'm not no, like making no, it's a just, proclamation to the world. I get it. It's girl talk. I understand. Yeah, I'm we're on, just doing some girl talk here, bud. I'm on the highest rated lady show in, in Nashville right now. <laughs> So um, we gotta talk shop, and that mostly includes dating. So I would throw a rock and see if it hits one. That's just an awesome. That's that a way to value hope. yourself. That would be my hope. Right. Well, then that's. I mean, that's the first step, Eddie. I'm not devaluing myself. I just gotta no. locate them first. That's the just, first step. Yeah, it's throwing a lot of rocks. That's yeah, the problem. Yeah, you, you throw a lot of rocks, and then you line right. them up and make life choices. Right. You. Right. You just have coffee. Let's yeah, just yeah, yeah. settle down. We're just, just throwing a rock. Everybody. We're not getting married. <laughs> just, just gonna I see just what hit happens. you with a rock. I didn't ask you to date me. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. I don't care right. if you're a little taller or a little shorter. I don't. Right. Just, let's generally just see what happens. Well, I just tossed a rock. Let's just be there. Well, see, this is why there aren't men's conferences. Maybe this is why I'm not invited to them. Let me retrain. <laughs> I would. There really actually love may that. be men's conferences that Annie F. Downs is just not invited to because they're like, she throws rocks at them to date them. This right. is not going to work. Yeah, hold on. Note to self: uh, sh her intentions are wrong. Yeah. <laughs> her intentions are awesome, but they're also super wrong and really messed up. She just got blacklisted. Oh my gosh! Can you imagine that? All of a sudden, I like start losing gigs, and people are like, "Ooh, that podcast with Eddie Koppel." That was uh, a she... low point. Yeah, yeah that why was a didn't... low point in her career. Why that was the beginning of the end. <laughs> right? This is when this is when they do the um, behind the music on VH1, and, they, and the music changes. Oh yeah. To like, oh no, that I know. This is when was... TLC signed that record deal, and you just oh. knew that was the end of them, <laughs> right? 
Because that, right. that was the moment when we realized right. TLC got a raw deal. And this mm. is the moment that everybody realizes Annie could have just had her pick of guests. Yeah. Yet here she is throwing and rocks at a men's Eddie. conference. <laughs> she threw rocks at a men's conference. We're four minutes in or whatever. <laughs> oh, and the worst part about me of all of this is all that is going to go in the podcast. I'm not oh. cutting a second of it. Yeah, I've listened to your show. I'm always, I'm always shocked at what you don't edit out. I'm like, wow. Really? Well, I, I, in a really positive way. Like I was At just moments re- you think I probably would have cut that. Well, because I'm just crazy about my own like stuff. So I'm like recording a podcast today, and I did like three versions of the exact same. Like I'm just taking doing takes of it, just so that it's like sure. perfect, perfect, perfect. And you're like, what does it matter? And uh, what's the point? Why do we have? Well, to that's be this fine. Picky? It'd be different if you told me you had like um, brushed your hair, or oh, like no. oh no, you know gotten dressed up to do an audio podcast that's a different concern oh, no. with your tuesday's hat day oh every you know... tuesday is hat day yeah every tuesday's hat day because i'm just in the studio all day and i like to wear a hat and so it just feels like uh i just really why would i even say this on the air but here we go so it just feels like this day to wear a hat like you know because you never know you might have a lunch or something on wednesday but tuesday so listen you wake up on a tuesday and you go yep hat yeah, my you don't li- even think about it. No, my life is a series of fail safes in order to help <laughs> me not make decisions like every single day. So generally, <laughs> right? Like I just know if I can shave Monday, I can get through to Wednesday, uh-huh. and then if I can wear a hat, uh, we really, literally, whoever's editing this should edit this part out. It is so boring of me <laughs> talking about my dumb hat. That is not fair of you to do. This is the That no. Sounds Fun podcast, and no. I get to decide. No, you. that's that's a great point. I am not in charge. Keep it. Keep all of it in, whatever you want to do. <laughs> keep all that hot hat no talk. no idea. <laughs> hot hat talk. I wear a hat every Tuesday. Sometimes it's a magic hat. Have you heard? Eddie Cuffles wears a hat every Tuesday. Oh, this is going to be great on your social media. <laughs> Get at Edward or Eddie's hot take on when he wears a hat. Like, like everybody be like, oh, cool. I am laughing Good show. Hard. I'm sweating. <laughs> cool. When do you shave again? Neat, neat, neat. Cool. <laughs> we'll put that in Buffer or Hootsuite and have it ready for Monday because anybody cares. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so dumb. I think the best part is the fail safes. <laughs> you just have a list of oh, yeah. fail safes. Oh, it is. If my keys oh aren't in a gosh. certain place, then they're gone forever. There's only two okay. options. They're exactly sure. where they should be, or they're always gone. Because I have no ability. I'm just not smart enough to go, okay, well, I'll put this over here and remember to do that. No. It's like my, no. my work bag goes in a certain place, or I will never see my computer again. That's There's only two options. Wow. So my whole life is fail-safes. Yeah. Do you know I actually... One, the first thing I told my assistant Eliza when I hired her on our first trip is I said, just so you know, I don't lose things or leave things in hotels. <laughs> I was like, because everything has a place. And so when I couldn't find my pair of sandals two weeks ago, right. I was like, I left them in a hotel. And she's like, how do you know? And I was like, Eliza, because I don't lose things. Right. They aren't in their spot. Right. I left them at the hotel. <laughs> I know exactly where they aren't. So it's I know where they are. Interesting. I don't want to bury the lead. You travel with sandals? Oh, <laughs> Because that's I mean, that's another yes. hot take that we should May, get into. To be clear, they aren't like uh, yes. I mean, it was it was still August. Oh yeah. No. So I was wearing sandals. Yes, that's not. Don't don't. Were you like speaking somewhere? Don't, yeah yeah yeah. Hmm. It was a speaking event, and I. But it's you know I'm allowed to wear whatever shoes I want during the day. It's 
it's really only on a stage when I have to look like a person. So I can I, I can wear sandals from Target when I'm driving from Montgomery, Alabama to Gainesville, Georgia. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's right? in, that's interesting. I can't think of a scenario where I would pack a pair of sandals. Like are we picturing the same shoe here? Like you yeah. wouldn't put like Birkenstocks on a oh, trip? Birkenstocks smell too bad to ever buy. No one can own Birkenstocks. You can't clean cork. That's the problem. You can't. If you can't like put a sandal totally in the water and scrub it off, you can't own that sandal. So the cloth just oh, this is all you can schedule this quote for Wednesday. You ready? You schedule this quote. If you can so I just find something else to talk about. <laughs> keep going. But if you cannot clean a sandal, then or you can't put it in a washer, then you can't own it because they're all too dirty. Because you wear sandals at the dirtiest moments of your life when it's you know 7 p.m. and you just have been working all day and you have to run to Lowe's to get another thing of potting soil. You're going to be dirty. You're going to wear it to the beach. Sandals are filthy, filthy. And if you can't wash them, that's why you can't own Birkenstocks. Is what I'm getting at. There's a cleanliness issue with sandals. And so that's why I wouldn't ever put them in my bag because I just can never get a sandal clean. Right? They're just disposable. Are you still here? <laughs> I like how you're just staying quiet and letting, just I'm letting just me fit, really, just burn myself I'm out with, with sandal you. talk. Hot sandal yeah. talk. No, I'm so with you. I just can't believe that you wouldn't own like. I mean, I have like gold strappy sandals that are like my day wear shoes in the summer. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Well, there's women's sandals. That's different, I think. I think you're right. I'm going to have to think about this more. This will actually yeah, probably be a breakout session at my all men, men's conference. <laughs> which, which sandals are... Which sandals are packing... Yeah, how to clean... How to clean sandals. Yeah. Just okay. general sandal sanitation. I think yeah, yeah, sandal yeah. sanitation because that, 101. That whole, really, speaking of hot takes, that whole idea that you should be able to wash them has never crossed my mind ever. Right. Because you, I don't wash sandals. I just wear them. I understand they're dirty. Oof. Oh, Annie. Wow. Wow. You, so you have <laughs> these gold strappy sandals and you just got to think of it, like how filthy those are. I'm not talking about the bottom. I'm talking about the inside. You've wear, worn them all day. You're driving from wherever Nashville to the middle of Texas to do some conference, and you're just... I do not drive to Texas, buddy. We <laughs> take know. planes. Oh, that's right. <laughs> we take a plane. But mm-hmm. it's sure, sure. I can I can play along. I can play along. No, I think... We're driving I, to I Texas. I think everybody has pretty much heard everything I need to say on sandals <laughs> at this point. I'm just saying they're a pretty dirty yeah. item. Yeah. Back to fail safes. You do not wear shoes that cannot be fully submerged in water and come out better not ruined yeah i think that's a pretty i think that's most of humanity would agree with that if you can't clean a shoe you can't own a shoe uh will someone write down that for yeah, a tweet can't we'll be tweeting that <laughs> i would love can't clean a shoe you i would can't love own the shoe i would love the promotion for this show only to be the most asinine quotes that i say and nothing like about you know ending slavery or any of that sure Just sure sandal sanitation 101 sure. sandal sanitation in men's conferences that should be a book title. Let me just scribble That's, that down in my notes here. Yeah, really get oh, love. So, wow, Eddie, we're we're better at this than I even knew. I mean, I knew, but I didn't know. 
Oh, yeah. <clears throat> We're halfway into the show, and we've just yeah. gotten started. <laughs> this is going to be a special three-part episode. Yeah, I was about to say, your hard stop here yes. in a couple of minutes is, <laughs> is getting softer by the, by the story. <laughs> just, a, just a slow, slow detailing of the end of Annie's career. <laughs> oh my gosh people give me like eddie was funny annie's laugh was ruining my life it's just a lot that's noise. what i had to do during your whole um sandal take i had to just back up a little bit <laughs> that's right. had to back up a little bit and let people hear you and not me your whole sandal take Ooh, yeah oh. that whole thing what am okay. i doing with this valuable time yes okay. yeah right okay now let me ask you a question that i don't know where this is gonna go um okay. how did you even end up on the relevant podcast yeah because when i started listening you weren't there Mm-mm. and then you were there yeah and I and I understand why you got the gig, kind noting of. my last twelve minutes of my life. I understand <laughs> right. why they needed you, right, but I don't know how you know how you got in that world. It is a very uh, lucky story, and I do feel really fortunate to have been on to be on the relevant podcast. All I was doing as I was a pastor at a church. And there was, uh, it was a church that Cameron and some of the guys went to. And one day I was emceeing an event at the church and in the middle of kind of, it was like a, there was a concert at the church and there was, it was like a sponsorship in the middle of it. And I was emceeing it and I just kind of got bored up there with the questions that were asked. And I kind of just went off script and started doing whatever I felt like. And Cameron was sitting in the audience and there was a little twinkle in his eye and he said, oh, this guy, this guy can talk yeah. about nothing forever. And <laughs> sure enough, so I came on the show and the first week I said a couple of mildly insulting things and super embarrassed myself. And yeah. I think that's how I endeared myself to to Cameron and uh, my relevant friends. So it really was. I was just a pastor at at Cameron's church and just ended up being on the show. And I've been on it for like three years. And it's so fun. That's crazy. So he just said, hey, we want that Yahoo to be a part of our family. Yeah, and I think to Cameron's credit, there is a uh, like a, my background is in counseling, and uh, you know I'm a pastor. I don't think you're ever not a pastor, but there was kind of a pastoral element to it there. So, you know, the show is the what's really interesting about Relevant is how we can at one moment be talking about sandal sanitation, mm. and two minutes later be talking about. Uh, whatever racial reconciliation in America and somehow sure. it all fits together and so I think that the role I get to be on that show is sort of uh, I, I think just with you know with Jesse and with Cameron and enjoy just kind of somebody that can flip-flop back and forth because that's sort of my actual real life as is evident by our conversation like, like you're the yeah do you feel like sometimes I feel like not that you're the dad but that you're the like there's responsibility to your role there. <laughs> I do. I do. <laughs> I do feel like that sometimes. Um, I feel like there's always, it's interesting between Jesse and I, we flip flop on that because I'll just lose my mind about something. And then Jesse will gently bring me back in and say, Hey, you're talking about actual people right now. I'm like, Oh, that's right. I am talking about, but generally, yeah, I feel like, um, I I do feel like it's sometimes like uh, I feel like it's like counselory. Yeah, yeah, a lot of feelings. Yeah, like a lot of feel- feelings. A pastor talk. feeling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can I put in a quick request? Yes. I would love to be friends with Jesse. I found him funny for close to a decade. And you know what's and great about? I just about- think he yeah. would be a friend that I would enjoy being friends with. Okay, and can I tell you what's great about Jesse is that. You know, you met people that are like fancy people and then you meet them in person. That's me. Is that what it's been like with you for me? Yeah, it's been actually super disheartening to talk to you in person. 
it's <laughs> way different. The fancy that was put out by my internets before we met. <laughs> so different so than the fancy, fancy you actually got. I get it. Yeah. I get it. Um, no, Jesse is such a great person in person. He is such a great, like a, just a great friend. He is wickedly smart, but also the stuff on the show where he just starts talking about YouTube videos is not shtick. This guy just loves talking about the crazy nuances of culture. And so right. it's awesome to hang out with him because it's just like getting more of your own personal podcast. Right. <laughs> you know, I mean, because he and I were at a... We were, That's what my friends dread, that our friendships would be more of my own personal podcast. That's all that it is, right? <laughs> we'll be sitting there. I mean, because we were, we were at a party together. I think it was like a Christmas party last year. And we're standing next to each other at a buffet. And we just start going back and forth about buffets and... You know, I don't know what we're talking about, like but Seinfeld-ish. Totally, and you're like, oh, yeah. it's not shtick. This is <laughs> this is who we are, which is yeah. what's so cool about the show, and it's it's exactly like your show, right? It's it's honest. This is yeah. this is real. There is not trying to put on airs, and I think that people are drawn ultimately to that authenticity. Whether you're talking crazy talk or serious, like people just want that which is real. So I love being a part of that. Did you feel drawn to like radio before? I did not. Did you feel drawn to radio before Cameron asked you to do the podcast? Or did you think, yeah, I would love to be a part of this kind of thing, of this kind of pr- production is the word that comes to my mind, but yeah. as a compliment, no, <laughs> not no, as a no, problem. I know. Yeah. You know, I didn't. I actually thought I was going to be a pastor forever. And so mm-hmm. I thought that I would be just a pastor at this church and preach. And that's really where I feel... I think most comfortable is in a mm. pulpit and, and having that kind of conversation with people. But then when I got on the podcast, um, you know, it's not only fun with Jesse and Cameron, but like your show, it's the people that are tweeting all week and joking and coming to live events. It really is this whole kind of interesting, messy, funny congregation of people that are and I don't mean to say it's a church but like it kind of feels like that sometimes because we've yeah, had it's the community for sure it's oh, a yeah. group of people for sure and over the years I've had conversations you know a lot of them on Twitter we've talked on the phone with a lot of people who listen to the show and there's real stuff happening and mm-hmm. it's uh, so I think I'm drawn to the communal aspect of it it is yeah. really fun to podcast and I really do like podcasting but I didn't know that going in I was just kind of a podcast nerd but I didn't think I I still can't listen to my own voice like, because uh, it's still just way too sure not radio weird. Yeah, My um, so I weird. promised this person I would not say who they were when they sent me this text today. Okay, but what they said is, "You're recording with Eddie today. I think he's the freaking coolest, and he doesn't even know me. But every time he responds to me on Twitter, I freak out inside. <laughs> and this wow. is a male. Just to be clear, this yeah. is a male. I will. I who, didn't. I didn't even know my dad had a Twitter account, but that's super <laughs> cool of him to say that. And the weird thing is, it was also my dad. I got two texts, one from your dad <laughs> so, and one from my dad. So no, normal. But, and that, I mean, I just think that's it, that. what that says to me is that people who don't know you feel like they know you. And, and when you respond to them, it tears down that wall of like, oh, I'm listening and I feel like we're friends, but no way would he ever see me. But mm. then you do. How do you mm. balance that? How do you determine how many people you respond to? How often? Because you and I both could spend our entire day on social media and mm-hmm. interact with people all day and feel like we had accomplished something and not gotten any work done. So yeah. how do you balance that? Yeah, that's a good question, Annie. I think that first of all, I make sure that all of this world, pod, and everything, work, IJM, 
podcasting, relevant, all of it, is in its proper place. So, I mean, I have really hard boundaries around my life. So when yeah. five o'clock fail hits... Fail-safes, if you will, some fail-safes. <laughs> it is fail-safes, but it really is, Annie. Because <laughs> like, if I don't have that, I will just go off the deep end and spend yeah. all the time just responding to stuff and having conversations because it's fun and it all feels good. But um, so I just have really strong boundaries around time. And I also try to remember really clearly what of this is real and what of this is still a layer away from actually knowing someone. So like, uh, like if things get critical or negative and I can just not be a part of it, I have to remember like, okay, this isn't my friend Jason, who's coming over to my house tonight, and we're sitting out front and shooting the basketball and talking. It's not that level of real. It's a mm-hmm. it's a level back from that. But at the same yeah. time, we're not just talking to nobody. You know, when you say something, you realize like there's you know somebody in the middle of somewhere has never heard this before. Um, like that didn't make sense. Like I was thinking like sometimes when I will write a column and it's yeah. answering a question, you're like. It feels like you're writing to just a, a mass of nothing. And the numbers mm-hmm. of people that will like something, especially on like relevant, it doesn't even equate to anything real. But then you remember, no, there is an actual there is an actual human being in the middle of somewhere who is connecting with this on a really intense level, mm-hmm. who has yeah. never been able to have this conversation before. And um I'm kind of kind of floating all over the place with it but i i try to like that's a great answer it's like the balance between remembering its place in my life but also that these are real people who are really listening with real lives who are awesome and yeah i mean it's like balancing that they are human and you are human that's right right like that we have to have lives that are lived with the people that we can look at and reach out to and touch and actually are human with us and then we have to believe and know that the people who are listening to the podcast or reading the books or reading the articles are people we would be friends with as well if we knew them. Right. So how would you treat them? I'd still I treat all my friends with boundaries, not just the ones online. Yeah. My pastor, <laughs> so. my pastor Isaac said he would say you have never locked eyes with someone that does not matter deeply to God. And mm. that is not I'm always I'm not going to quote that. I'm going to stick to the shoe quotes, but that is good. Don't- don't you don't quote that yeah, stick know, with trash. because if I'm going to do anything in the world today, I want people to throw out their disgusting, awful Birkenstocks. <laughs> I would rather I would rather someone have ugly Crocs than Birkenstocks. How does that sit with you? Now you've it doesn't it because they're so unattractive, it. but you can clean them. So yeah, you well, you tell you. me you tell me. If you're going to go and do whatever you do in Nashville and go get some hot chicken and go see, I don't know, Miranda Lambert in concert or something. Sure, I like what you've done here. Right? Are you going to go with someone who's wearing Birkenstocks? Crocs. Cleaner. Cleaner. If you're going to throw a rock. Okay, sorry. Keep going with your pastor. (laughs) (laughs) That threw us off so hard. You know what I like? in a men's conference. You know what I like? It's it's my job not to rein it in, and I love that. I'm just like, I can say what I want. Annie's got to bring me back. Yeah, uh, no, doesn't have to choose. Yeah. What were we talking it's, about? You're quoting your pastor. It was oh, great. Oh, gosh. Oh, I interrupted. Yeah. <laughs> no, Everyone I is a person, something of that nature. Well, and I just think that at the end of the day, this whole thing that we get to do, you get to write books, we get to podcast and mm-hmm. do all these things. This is going out to people that matter a, a great deal and people 
who are going to make significant strides in the world, whether the world is just their own family or it's going to be something big. And for some reason, they have trusted their hour to the Annie F. Downs podcast, right? That means something. That's a really important privilege. And to just be willy-nilly about it and pretend that we can just do whatever we want negates the responsibility of the the privilege of being in people's ears for an hour. So I think that's yeah. the cool thing about podcasting. It's been nuts because it, it's so personal. People make a choice to listen to a podcast, mm-hmm. to download it. Mm-hmm. It's their thing. It's part of their own brand, right? The podcasts yeah, that right. they choose to listen to are part of who they are. And so to choose to listen to relevant and to let the jokes and serious conversation and to listen to the new activist, you know, and to listen, it's like, um, it's more than just a show. It's a real value statement on them and on the relationship that you have. Yeah. How about that? Yeah, that's good. So hot, like hot, t- <laughs> hot takes from Eddie Coffles. That's our new podcast. Hot takes hot, from Eddie and Annie. Hot takes. And, and we do an hour on one thing. Oh man. We can't leave the topic. We have to keep going. No pauses. Have you ever seen Larry King's Twitter? This is coming back to. No. It's the best Twitter ever. But Larry King just will. So here's how Larry King does Twitter. He sits down with his assistant in the morning and just says stuff. And the assistant takes notes and then just disperses it on his Twitter throughout the day. Hold on. What? Yeah. Hold on. I'm going to get some of them. But it's got its own hashtag. Oh, the it's my two cents. My two cents. And he just like, and she just like sends them out randomly. I'm telling you, it's the craziest stuff. Hold on. Here you, oh. Oh, one of the greatest interview questions is why? How did baseball players of the past wear those wool uniforms? That's it. That's all his Twitter is. And it's just craziness over and over. Is there such a thing as a gentleman bug? (laughs) Right? Like the partner to a ladybug? Yeah. Oh, it's my two Eddie? cents. I'm telling you. And he just Larry King. So he just sits down and says crazy stuff, crazy stuff. And he'll just say and what she types it out. Right. And lets her and she, he, he just says, tweet it. Just if he even knows what that is. I'm right, so I'm right. so glad I never had to take calculus in high school. That's a whole. That's, I mean, that's it. it. That's all I said. That's my favorite. It's my favorite thing on Twitter. Oh, I'm I'm gonna have to follow it. It's I'm gonna follow him. Is he just Larry King? It's King's things. <laughs> <laughs> King's things. King's things. Why? <laughs> Why could Larry King not get Larry King? You would have thought he didn't it, want it. He didn't want he, it. No, he didn't want it, or he didn't. He, but it sounds like the people that do like the real Larry King or the official, right? They're people that did not know how to use Twitter or got a thing sure, way back sure. in the day when the real or the official was happening. Wow. Don't you think that's interesting that w- people who don't have their names that are famous, like a Larry King, mm-hmm. th- I, the same is true of my friend Dave Barnes. Dave Barnes' Twitter yeah. is this guy who's like, hey, you guys, I'm not Dave Barnes, the musician. <laughs> and you want to be like, well, then give him the Twitter handle. Let it go. Like, let it be something. If you don't want people to tweet at you, change your Twitter handle. <laughs> yeah. Do something else. But he's like like a raging I am not Dave Barnes is like his thing. Gosh. And I mean, so Dave is Dave Barnes music. 
which is great and totally yeah. fits him. But the other Dave Barnes literally says, I mean, his thing is not the musician. That is the first thing on his Twitter bio. Oh my not gosh. Not the musician. And he hasn't tweeted since 2013. How infuriating. Just let it go. I think Twitter should have, maybe they do, like an expiration policy. Yeah. Oh, they do because when before I was Annie F Downs, mm-hmm. when I was thinking about just being Annie Downs, mm-hmm. we they there is an expiration policy, but it is from the last time the person logs in, not oh. tweets. Oh. As so. I understood it when we were trying to work this out, it was that we're sorry she hasn't tweeted in a long time, but that does not mean she hasn't been active. Oh yikes! So they may be right? checking it. So what's the F stand Trolls. for? Fitzgerald. Uh, yep. You got it. Fancy. I already told you. Yeah. <laughs> like Reba's song. Here's your one chance, Fancy. Oh. I might have been porn, just plain white trash. Oh, man. That's fancy a great song, though. Oh, listen. You want to see me at karaoke? You're going to see me doing Fancy. Oh, that's a real bold song to do. Well, thank you, is all I can say to that. <laughs> thank you. Here's a here's a thing that's true. On a cruise ship, I did uh, a Dixie Chicks song. What was it? Oh, it was... <laughs> Please it was say Cowboy Take Me Away. Yahtzee. I thought it would be funny, so I did it. So, <laughs> did people love it? Are I mean, you 36 right now? I'm 36 right now. I was so I, you would have been in your mid. Was it when they were famous? I, I mean, mean, they are famous. I yeah, just paid but you know what? Good Here, American dollars to hear them in concert. But it was when they were like on the radio still. Yeah, but here's the problem. I did it when they had gotten in some trouble uh, with the George Bush thing. Oh wow! So you you I really was not knew try- what you were doing. I was not trying to be edgy here i was just i liked that song and i thought you know it's going to be funny because it's you know cowboy take me away and uh it was silent and i'm on a boat that's what you thought and i'm on a cruise ship and what happens on a cruise ship stays on a cruise ship you know this was pre people periscoping or whatever who uses back back in the good old days yeah yeah yeah. right where you could just be a dummy and it wasn't going to live in infamy Right, those are the good old days. Now you got to right, think the about the good old days. Now there's accountability, and you have to think about what you do. Listen, how often? Because I think we're the same. We are the same age. I think we're the same grade. How often? What class were you, you in high school? Ninety-eight. Oh, go ninety-eight. That's what I was too. Come on, we were great. <laughs> um, how often do you? Thank the good Lord in heaven that we didn't have social media in high school and college. Man. I do, and not even because maybe of, middle school and high school. Not I, I could have handled it better in college, but I don't know that I would have handled it well. I could not have, and it wasn't even because I would have had so much stuff that would have been on there that I would just regret it. It's more just like the the social pressure of that time is already yeah. overwhelming. Yeah. Like even for a good, nice middle school, high school experience, it's still pretty intense. Right. And I just cannot imagine having access to everybody's voice at the same time. It just feels crushing. I mean, I remember getting our yearbook at the end of my sophomore year. Right. And they had put, everybody has a great time on the weekend, pictures in the yearbook. And I looked at those pictures and thought, I wasn't invited to any of that. No. There was right, a and whole... that would have been that right. would have been constant. I mean, I I think about it a lot when I talk to teenagers because I go like I what y'all understand of peer pressure and of FOMO of missing out and all that right. stuff is so much more intense than what I experienced. Oh, com- did you f- FOMO? Fear of missing out. <laughs> great. Do you um, not know this? No, I, no, but that's a great oh, one. FOMO. You have it. Yeah. No, but that's totally true. But I didn't even <laughs> I didn't even know what I didn't know then. 
right? Like I yeah, was just we, seriously, I didn't know till the end of the year that yeah. I missed out it on was, weekend things. No, it was me and Aaron Warner and a couple guys, right? And we had a couple, right. you know, that was it. We went to youth me group. Me and Danielle and Jennifer watching movies we rented from Blockbuster, we right? Talked, and we had a great time. I I wouldn't have done it any different had no. I known. No, but I, I didn't, didn't know, know Matt Sarah surfed. Right? Did you? I didn't no. find out until the yearbook. I didn't know until the yearbook. I know. No, I had no idea. Our yearbook was like our permanent Facebook that was printed. <laughs> right, 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 right. That some 14-year-old edited. So it was right. just awful. Yeah. yeah. But but like that was all we had. I I know that there's something I'm missing with it, but social media for a kid seems like way too much. Yet, yeah. I have a five-year-old and a four-year-old, and I had... Just and I bet they know how to swipe right on the, to open an iPad and oh, all that, huh? Easily can look through pictures. Yeah. They know. Sure. They ask me to text. Will you text mom this? So like the they're yeah. clearly going to be a part of it. I will have a hard time wrapping my head around that. I think though it's yeah. n- it's a necessity. But I right? also think Eddie, the thing that I say to people a lot, and I totally believe it's true, is with that extra pressure and with those extra. Um, opportunities for things going wrong, they also have a better voice and a louder voice than we ever had. Hmm. So they have more power. The next generation has more vocal and written power than anyone's ever had before. Hmm. And so our our joy as the generation above them is that we get to mentor them into how to do that well hmm. and how to use that voice really well because they are louder than any generation's ever been. You know, that's an interesting, that's interesting that you say that because um, I was listening to a an interview with the guy that directed Birth of a Nation about when um, Nat King led the the yeah. revolt in eighteen thirty something, but he talked about the fact that at the time, what Nat King had at his disposal was, you know, shovels and torches. Right. But now he would have had Facebook and Twitter, and it is right. just interesting with great with great opportunity comes great responsibility but um Mm -hmm. and you can tweet that it might be from gladiator but um (laughs) or the bible (laughs) um but um but as one of those ancient texts right it's it's right (laughs) (laughs) right it's one of those but yeah what my girls will be able to do positively in the world like i i didn't know anybody i had nothing to no one listened to you had like the five people standing at your locker now That's they'll right. say That's something, right. and it's not unrealistic that 200 people will see what they say. And so what That's they right. say, well, that's interesting now. Because I always think, too, you know, when we think about people who want more of an influence or want more followers or whatever, I go, like, you understand that, like, if you were actually discipling these people, you could handle about 10, right. maybe. Right. Right. So the idea that you have 15 to 30 to 3,000 people following you on Twitter, you could not actually disciple them in real life. So this is a gift that you can share your jokes or your wisdom with them because you would never be able to disciple them in real life, but you can disciple them in some ways via the internet. Because how many friends do you have? I mean, real, real deep, deep, like they they know the ugly. How many? Yeah. So I actually know this number because here's why. Oh, yeah. It's in the book. I got challenged. Yeah. Did I tell you that? Did I write that in the book that I got challenged by a friend to change my favorites on my phone? So there's 11. There's 11 favorites on my phone, but that includes my family. So minus four, but they know the things. So, you know, I probably have seven friends, six or seven friends who know all the things. And I think that's a really normal number. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. in reality, how many people can we actually know? So you're right. What what can we do? With the remaining, you know, like an average Twitter account, what can we do with the other 193? Yeah. 
Yeah. Can, what can, what what's the boundary? What can you offer them if you're a human and they're a human? Hmm. What what's the boundary for what you can offer them? And that's what hmm. we get to train the next generation, right? Like, don't be cruel with your internet. Put you know words create things. Create some stuff hmm. that does good for other people and put it out there. Yeah. So you know, and don't I, be a bully. And I think that's back to your podcasting question and the kind of the conversation about that is, you know, we radio was it. We had this. Mm-hmm thing where you could no one could break into it but now we've got this opportunity to record this random thing and have it released on a thursday and a lot of people will listen to it and you really think you know what this is a crazy thing that we get to do but what a great responsibility it is what a good Mm -hmm. opportunity for people to hear hot takes about sandals and (laughs) men's conferences and just really right we are blessing we are a blessing Mm, totally (laughs) i know my hands are Mm. raised right now i am (laughs) I just journaled two times when you said oh. that. Sorry. <laughs> I just journaled twice. I You're journaled so hard during that. Um, tell me. Okay, so speaking of having um, the this power that we are talking about. So you were, you're with Relevant, and then you just decide to start the new activist, this new podcast that I love. I oh. mean, the Eugene show. Oh, I love it. Thanks. I absolutely love it. Oh, that's cool. I, it got added to my, if, if I, if the podcast I listen to make me a brand, then it got added to my brand to listen oh. to the new activist oh. because I really wasn't listening to any other podcasts. I don't know that there are any other podcasts, Eddie, that are, that are this kind of thing of telling us stories about making a difference on the planet, kind of social justice stories. Mm. What made you kick that off? Annie, that is really kind of you to say. That makes me really well, happy. I mean it. I know you do. Um, so... You know, I, I guess it was like, a. am going to say a year ago, but people will fact check me. It could have been like three years ago. But Barna <laughs> released this study that um, talked about how this group of millennials, and I know that that's not the favorite term of millennials, but this current generation. Which, P.S., we are them. You know that. We're the top. No, no, we're not. I'm not. Yeah. Are we? Are. Yeah, we're very different than the rest of them, but we're in the official yeah. technical group. Well, I'm happy to be in it. I mean, it's... Sure, me too. Yeah. I like them. Yeah, I'm happy to be in it, but I'm also <laughs> happy to have Not had a like job them. since I was 14. Yeah, like, thank I'm you very much. right <laughs> on the cusp of my millennial friends. There are some of my mid to young millennial friends that I'm like, we are a different species, aren't we? Mm-hmm. But um, so anyway, so there was a study that was done that basically talked about how millennials are walking away from the church, but not from God um, in large numbers. It was, uh, I think the number was like 52% of millennials who consider themselves Christian uh, do not actively attend a church. And part of that's really sad, but also there's that um, Rob Bell quote where he talks about uh, that church sort of bubbles up to the surface. And so Mm -hmm. while they're not going to church, you'll still talk to them. And then part of the survey was they talked to them and said, well, where, where how, you know, do you listen to sermons? And they go, oh yeah, I would download Tim Keller's sermon every single week and download, you know, Andy Stanley's sermon every single week. And they'll say, well, do you have community? Like, yeah, you know, I meet at a bar every Friday night. I have this yeah. accountability group of like, and you realize, oh, what we've done is we have segmented all the pieces of churches and they're creating church. And part of this was there's new media. So people are reading relevant and podcasts and going to conferences. And so, you know, my role at IJM is to talk to anybody. IJM being International Justice Mission. International Justice Mission. That's right. And and that's your job. That is my, that's right. That's my job is to 
talk about the opportunity that we have to end slavery in our lifetime. Um, and so I do a lot of preaching at churches, but I also thought, you know, how can we talk to this 52% that may not right. show up in a church, but I really feel like these are the folks that are gearing up and getting their degrees and starting the nonprofits and getting ready to change the world. And I thought, we can do a podcast. I can mm -hmm. talk. Um, so we, we're going we're gonna to do this thing called The New Activist. So that's kind of how that got started. And um, yeah, it's been going for a few months and it's been a, a privilege. Like it's just been really cool to hear that people actually are listening to it and to hear the stories of the folks we interview has been awesome. Yeah, I I totally hate this question, but I'm going to do it to you. Yep. Do you have a favorite episode of what you've recorded so far? Is there one that you thought, I had no idea it would go like that, besides the one you're currently on, which oh. which is not count? No, this is my favorite episode of any podcast. <laughs> oh, ever. sure, sure. I sure. only Thank listen you. to podcasts I'm on, so this is nice <laughs> that I can listen to this finally. I can finally listen to one of your episodes, Annie. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I think favorite episode of The New Activist... Uh, you know, the, the new activist really uh, has been designed to point from the very first second to the person who is being interviewed. It is really about sure. them and not them in terms of someone who is famous or super well known. It's them as as an activist. And so mm -hmm. some people like the person that's going to be on the show this week Probably people have not heard of him, but it's a phenomenal story. Yeah. And so that's it. It passes. He's on the show. It's yeah. going to be awesome. But um, one of my favorites was Andy Crouch. Um, oh, gosh. Yeah. And Andy is interesting because he just expands the way people think. And that's when I realized on the show, wow, what we can hear from him in 20 minutes is expanding our view and our definition of justice and activism and mm -hmm. sort of leaving us with a sense that it is imperative that all of us do everything we can to leverage our lives for the sake of other people sure. that that was just a beautiful moment in the show and then to see people you, well you know how it is like organically tweeting and talking about it you realize okay the idea that we're going to start conversations with those who are changing the world so that we can go and do likewise is is happening um, yeah. So that was one of my favorites. I also like the Sarah Groves episode because she is oh, such a nice right. person She's and so such nice. a deep thinker. So yeah, um, I love Andy Crouch though. Have you read Strong and Weak, his most recent book? Uh, no, with that's with the elephant on it, right? Yes, I gotta oh, read that. Listen, is it, it awesome? totally. Oh my gosh, just the the teaching he does on how to be fully vulnerable and fully authoritative is in incredible Whoa. it's incredible it's great for men um i, I think well I'm, I'm about to generalize like a professional <laughs> but it's great for men to my guy friends who've read it talk about how they needed the push to vulnerability and a lot of the women i know needed the push to authority huh. right so it just kind of sends you to this it, he does four quadrants and it kind of together we're all kind of going up and to the left right like yeah. further up and further in as c.s lewis says we're mm. going up and to the left and being more vulnerable and more authority have more authority in what we're doing and mm. i just i could not respect him more so that i have not heard that episode it's in my queue for walking at radnor i've just been on the road oh man so i'm i'm, I'm gonna listen it's came out this month i think right yeah october everything came out this month the whole thing just started <laughs> <laughs> they started like end of september so, so yeah yeah are you doing once a week i am doing once a week well in seasons until december 7th yeah. and then i'm yeah. gonna disappear 
Um, yeah. But Jeremy Courtney is going to be on the show the last two weeks. And Listen, I just recorded Jeremy record, Courtney. Yeah, I just recorded his interview, and that was changing. Um, yeah, he's. Super, I mean, he's gonna he's gonna have such a reserved seat in heaven. Like he, he is him and Jessica. I mean, they are just they yeah. are they are living. They are living it. They yeah. are living what the gospel to me, from what I know of them and getting to be friends with them. They are living out the gospel. Yeah, I I totally agree, and I I love that. I mean, that we get to have him on the show. And we get to have Andy on the show because it's not. I mean, it's presented by IJM, and so you would think it would just be all IJM people, but it's not. And that's my yeah. favorite part of it is we're really cutting across the spectrum and hearing from people you know, like Jeremy, who yeah. are, are doing some of the most phenomenal work on the planet. Oh, for sure. I mean, are you, I bet IJM is just loving, uh, they're so great at so many things, including leading the way in a lot of ways. And mm. that's what y'all are doing with this podcast. Well, I, I have been a fan of IJM way before I ever got to work for them. That was just, they came to my church one day and spoke and I heard the IJM message that there are, mm -hmm. you know, almost 45 million slaves in the world. And this is the work that we're doing and more slaves today than at any other time in human history. And, you know, once you hear that, you can't unhear that. You can't unknow the reality that right. there are actual real slaves in the planet, like like children, like little mm -hmm. girls, like families. You can't. Right. And once you hear that, the question isn't, will I get involved in this? It's, well, how will I help what can i possibly yeah. do because you just can't reconcile that reality uh, it's too much um and so i was just really impressed with ijam and so to get to work with that team of people you have never met a more talented and kind and hopeful group of people i thought it would be really sad <laughs> but yeah. it's not people laugh hard and play and are fun and because they just know there is a there is a deep deep hope and we are led by god and so we don't have mm -hmm. to feel the weight of this we just follow and yeah. it's been I man mean, I, that i mean that's the game changer because right. i hope you say that a lot when you teach churches i'm sure you mm -hmm. do but but that idea because that is different than what we think we think this feels so weighty i don't know where to start oh mm -hmm. i'll just give money or oh, I'm going to give money and hope that it makes me feel better or I'm going to read this thing or I'm going to walk away. And the, it, But but to say like, no, 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 the weight's not on you. God's holding this. Oh, no. We just get to step into it. If you want to, you can step into this and be a part of him releasing people from slavery. Yeah, no, and I say that and we, we go beyond that and even say like, it's not even because we know what we're doing perfectly uh -huh, at IJM. Uh -huh. We're not so smart. Gary Haugen's awesome, but he's not the savior. Like, we right. are uh, the the thing that when I get up and preach, we ask people to do two things, and the first is pray. And people are like, "Oh, that's such like a throwaway thing to ask," but but it's not. It's the number one thing on our list because God is moved by His people. Um, mm. Oh, I was about to get into it real deep. Into do it. it. Get into Come it. Come on. So I'm not scared. Gary, <laughs> right? So Gary preached a sermon one time, and I loved it. And he in that quoted um, Blaise Pascal, who says that we were granted the dignity of causality, that for some reason, God, who knows the full arc of time from the beginning and the end, is moved by our prayers. Mm. And so the crazy thing that we hit people with and that you see them start to kind of light up is that we can actually make a real tangible difference in ending slavery 
by praying for an end to slavery. And it's this really weird mystery, but we see it over and over again. Every time there is a rescue, every time there's a, mm-hmm. you know, a kid that is coming out of a brothel, it is not because we were so strategic and smart. It is because God led us through some remarkable circumstances to be able to find this kid and bring him or her into aftercare. And so over and over again, like when you get behind the scenes of IJM and you get deep into it, you hear more and more of that stuff. It's, I don't know how this is going to happen, but we're just going to pray. And then it happens. And it's been, it's been as spiritually moving an experience Mm -hmm. as anything in my whole life. Um, yeah, Yeah, it's been amazing. And it counts, you know. It, it does matter. Like we, Twitter followers have absolutely nothing to do with who we are as humans and how we are serving God and what he will say when we get there, right? Right. But that kind I don't think. I mean, I appreciate it, and I take the responsibility seriously. Yeah, and how we use our voice matters that's not and what all God, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, yeah, for sure. But, man, doing that kind of work is like, that's what I think. That's the stuff the Lord pats us on the back for and says, man, thanks for partnering with me, you know? Well, yeah, and and I think that for everyone, there's their own version. For me, once I heard yeah. about IJM, I couldn't not do this, right? right? Like, I had to. That's what faithfulness looked like for me was, okay, I'm going to go work for them. I know how to make – I know how to talk, so I'm going to make a podcast. This is what I know how to yeah. do. And I think yeah. that so much of when people are listening, they're, like, hoping, well, if I go and work for IJM, then I will have made it. And it's like, no, that's not what we're saying. That's the, kind of the point of the new activist. It's the, the value of how we leverage what we have been given right now matters. So if you are asked to go and hand out flyers, there's a woman on the show, Hannah Song. She, starts, she started an organization, or she's the CEO of an organization um, called Freedom in North, or Liberty in North Korea. And they help uh, resettle refugees from North Korea. But the way it all started was that somebody asked her to hand out flyers at like a benefit concert one day. And that changed not only her life, but the life of thousands of people that her organization has served. And so part of what we just say over and over again with the new activist and with IJM is where you are right now. What is God giving you that you can you can do? That's going to mean something mm-hmm. for how we mm-hmm. love our children, how we serve in our church, how we care for our neighbor. It's um, it's pretty in, it's it's a pretty inspiring message to get to shout <laughs> and talk Jeez, about. No kidding. Yeah, Eddie, buddy, such a deep well, so a deep, deep well of <laughs> wisdom and, and shoe knowledge. That is. Actually, I'm going to update my Twitter bio right now. <laughs> New I'm a, Twitter I'm bio. a pretty deep well of knowledge and shoe-related knowledge. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yep. Wow, that's awesome. Okay, so the new okay. activist, we, I mean, I listen to it, but people can just find it on Anywhere iTunes we, is how I found it. And that's what's, right. Does it have like its own social media stuff? Oh, yeah. New activist is, so uh, Facebook and Twitter, new activist is one word. And you can go to newactivist.is. It's actually an Icelandic country code. No big deal. Pretty hard to get. No. <laughs> <laughs> Harder to get. Hey, if you knew how their soccer team played this summer, uh, they deserve. I, you are way more into soccer than I am. I thought we were like soccer pals, but I'm like into like MLS and Orlando pretty much. But oh, you... I want. Well, with Nashville, you know, we're about to we're we're coming with the team, and I'll be I'll fill the MLS when that happens. Yeah, that'll be exciting. Yeah, it'll be fun. I just can't wait to see who the all-star is they'll bring. Because everybody gets like, I mean, you know, they throw everybody a bone. Oh, yeah. I mean, they might get, you could get Kaká. He's got another couple of years left and seems to not do a ton. Yeah. 
I mean, he's I'm a tell him you said he's that. a sweet, sweet man. But I feel like I feel like he can travel around, and I see him all over the place. <laughs> That's right. We'll see. <laughs> I hope so. Hey, listen. Before we go, I we yes. have two other things we must discuss. Okay. DC Talk reunion at the Dev Awards. Okay. How do you feel? First of all, I'm going to tell you something. I feel pretty cool. I won't tell anybody. I feel pretty cool about it because okay. I have never gotten a tip on anything in my life, right? I've never gotten insider information. I found out where all my friends were when I saw the yearbook. Like, I have never uh-huh. been in the know. But 24 hours before the Dove Awards, I know somebody that works there and tweeted me a picture. And so I knew. So pretty much that was a big moment. <laughs> oh, yeah. Were you losing it? Were you like, can, can I get to Nashville? I was really excited. And then I did. <laughs> I don't. Okay. It's nope. too late. Too late. Keep I going. texted. We're just. A, it's just a bunch of friends. I texted someone in the band and told him. <laughs> I said. I said to him. I'm not going to say who it is, but I said, Kevin, good luck. You're going to do a great job. And he said, thank you. So the Twitter reunion was really more. Or the Twitter. Re, the DC Talk reunion was a lot more about my experience. <laughs> That's not, yeah, as it should be. As it should be. It was all about me. I love me. Um, no, I was excited. I think they're so talented. People joke with me about this, but I'm telling you, Supernatural was a really good album, and not even nostalgically. Do we really? We're getting into this. People should go back and listen to Supernatural. When was the last time, Annie Fantastic Downs, you listened to Supernatural? Yeah, I can't. I cannot answer that. I don't know. So I will. I'll Annie. do it this week. I'll make that. I know. I'll make that commitment to you. I'll do it this week. That's a shocking. I'll listen to, me. to the whole album. That is shocking. Yeah, I just I can't recall the last time I listened to it. I'm sure I have. But really listen to it. Okay. I'm telling you, there's music left in these guys. Yeah. And they're better together. Put them on a boat and let them sing about it, right? Well, let's not even talk about that boat. Let's not even talk about that boat. Are you going on the DC Talk reunion cruise? No. I mean, I don't I don't know. I'd surely like to see it. But it does seem kind of an like an expensive concert ticket. And also I don't know. Boats are very dirty to me. Listen, just an, just enough stories happen where the toilets go out that I will do not cruise. Right. How many There's people? There's just enough stories. Exactly. And if one person gets sick on a boat, they like do hand sanitizer when you're getting on <laughs> the boat. And it just, I know it's DC talk. I don't know. There's a whole sanitation But here's the issue. hope. The hope is that this is the beginning, not the end. Right? And that kind of like of the super fandom crowd. The hope is that the cruise is the start of DC Talk things, not the end of DC Talk things. I I think that, yes. And I think that what they don't realize is how many of us are out there that if they did like three nights at the Ryman, okay, they would sell that junk out. They don't have to jump around on top of speakers and be 25-year-olds. They can be grown men with like, you know, families and insurance and all of that kind of stuff they can be just normal they're great musicians Mm -hmm. (laughs) i can't believe how much of my life i have spent publicly talking about a dc talk (laughs) reunion but i'm telling you no i'm sorry i just couldn't i mean really on twitter on snapchat everywhere that i said do you have a question for eddie koffeltz it was all dc talk related i have a same situation with coke ices i understand coke ices is interesting because you haven't had a slurpee I know, I know. And, and, that and I is, had to go off them. Did you know this? I had to go off them for a couple of months because I got sick. Because you got type 1 diabetes from it? I got, <laughs> I got candida. And she thought I got candida from the ICs. <laughs> so how many were you having? At a, how many were you having? 
at a sitting or in a week? What are you asking? No, in a no, week. No, I mean, no. Realistically. I just, it, we just got real into them this summer. I was having a couple a week in the summer. Wow. <laughs> but see, I don't drink sodas. Uh. I put that in quotes because clearly I do because I drink Coke Ices. But I don't like go to uh, Burger King is what I almost said. And I could just end the sentence there. I don't go to Burger King. No. But I don't go to a restaurant and order a Coke. So like where someone might sit and drink three Cokes, I don't do that. But I would have a couple of ICs a week because wow. it kind of became our thing in the office. And so we, if we felt stressed, we ran and grabbed an icy. No, I understand that. Stress and eating, I, I get Candida. it. <laughs> Hey, now listen, (laughs) I want to give you... Who gets an infection from a Coke Icy? It is is really, really gross, and I kind of don't want to ask for details. Like, I just don't For Candida? Yeah, what is it? I don't know very much. It's it's a yeast infection in your gut. God almighty. Right? So... New thing. New topic. So I have to... Yeah. (laughs) No more hot takes on Candida. Here's another... Here's a new hot take. I'm just going to change it. Hot take. uh, The best soda in the planet... Diet Dr. Thunder, available only at Walmart. Trust only me, at Walmart. Diet Dr. Thunder. It's their knockoff Diet Dr. Pepper. And it's great? It is better than Diet Dr. Pepper. It's better than Coke Zero. Wow. So just, you can I have that. I lean toward a Sierra Mist. Okay. I know, and I'm a Coke girl, but that one Pepsi product really gets me. Sierra Mist. I bet I do love Sprite too, but I, I just like Sierra Mist for some reason. It's like the classy girl's version of a Mountain Dew. Can we be fair about that? It is. I understand that. I didn't see as much of it along gender lines, but I do understand that <laughs> Sierra Mist. I like Sierra Mist. To me, a clear soda is just a wasted soda, though. Uh, sure. Okay. You know what I mean? If it's not a brown soda, just get it out of here, and I'll take a water. Right. <laughs> Like if you give me a brown soda that literally no one before the last fifty years would have ever drank, or water. Right. Don't give me something white, clear, and bubbly. I right. got time for that. My grandfather would have thought this was just some sort of great grandfather would have thought this was like some sort of poison tonic. They would have right. never had right. It. Coke right. Zero. That's what I always think. I think that about a lot of things that we eat or drink. Where I go, like, you know what? Mm-hmm. It, it, three generations ago, they'd have looked at this sideways. Oh yeah, I probably shouldn't eat it. No, anything processed, they just didn't have, have a sense of that. They had bacon right. and eggs and scotch I mean, and can you water. imagine your great-grandparents eating a Hot Pocket? I oh, mean, they, can't even, they would not know what to do with a Hot Pocket. When, I know what to do with a Hot Pocket. Right. When you become friends with Jesse Carey, trust me, you're going to hear a lot about Hot Pockets. Because that guy... Really? Yeah, he fills his body with poison. Yet he <laughs> is tall and handsome and lean. But I'm telling you, that cat eats nothing but processed food and stuff that he finds in the bottom of the freezer. He's eaten Omaha steaks from a year and a half ago. No. Oh, like no problem. Oh, and he's just wow. tall and thin. And I'm like right. a vegan that's like trying really hard. And it's like, okay, great. Guess. Wait, are you legit a vegan? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't know you didn't eat meat. You know I don't eat dairy or wheat either. Gosh, we have so many things, Eddie. Yep, yep, that's true. That's okay, I, last question. We got to okay. do it because you got to go. You oh, that's right. We got babysitters. Live. I got a babysitter. Yeah, I yeah, go. yeah. I, I don't, I'm sorry. I don't have a babysitter. I've got yeah. to tell you this. I would appear on this show anything. twice a week. Uh, <gasps> what, uh, this makes me so happy to be on this. So I'm sorry that I have oh, to go. It's kind. not because I want to go. This was so oh, fun. I know. Thank you. Thank you. You're the second person to say that exact sentence to me today, but we always go into that. Who was the other oh, person? I, I had a lunch meeting. I had a lunch meeting with my manager and she said, I'm sorry to have to go, but I do. Oh, wow. So, that was, so it's just funny to hear. It's just funny to hear that twice in one day. It's like, very kind. Who else are you um, managing? 
Yeah, right? What else is happening? You're like, okay. Um, okay, tell me the last, this is a question I ask everyone that yeah. you wouldn't know because you don't listen to the podcast unless you're on it. But <laughs> this is the question I ask everyone. What sounds fun to you right now? Jet skiing. Is oh, that, yeah, you really want a jet ski. Is that enough of an answer? I you think and Do- more. You and um, uh, no, DJ Khaled. I, I, you should partner <laughs> up with DJ Khaled. He <laughs> loves going jet skiing on Snapchat. Okay, I'm going to give you a better answer, though. Um, oh, I, okay. what's I mean, I wasn't against that one, but that's fine. No, I'm saying jet ski has been my default answer for a long time because I love it. Oh. But what I'm really thinking about right now, my counselor told me last week that it's going to be helpful for me to find a hobby that isn't work. Um, because a lot of my hobbies are work and because I just need things like that to help occupy myself. And so I really, I love woodworking. I love being out in the garage and just making, um, whittling Well, yeah, but I make like make games and make little things that, so I would really like to be quietly out of my garage right now. (laughs) Isn't that sound fun? I'm pretty introverted. So some sort of quiet garage location would be what sounds really fun. And just building something. Just building something. Like, do you want to build like tables or do you want to build like nativity scenes? Mm -mm, No, it's funny that those were my two options. Um, Yeah, that's it. I need you to go and well, that's the two categories. I would build, yes, I would like to build uh, nativity scenes. No, I think I, I like to build games because I feel like people like playing games, and when you interact with that, it's just going to be. Tell a me puff. what that means. What kind of game are you going to build me? Well, what there's this mean? game called Marbles that I've built. There's one of them actually that I've built in Nashville. My friend Kyle has it. I built it for their wedding. But it's uh, actually it's called Irk. A lot of places call Irk. It's uh, this marble game where it's sort of like Sorry, and you just go around the board. But it's really fun, and four people play, and by the end of it, you're all just yelling and laughing and having a good time. I like building those boards, and I've only ever built three of them, and I think they were some of the most deeply joyful times because I like just knowing that this is going to end up being something that people have a lot of fun with, and also so in the not process. nativity scenes or tables, some something in the middle, something games. I don't know wooden games. I don't know how on a gradient it's table, then game, then nativity scene. Yeah, but yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. right in the middle of that. I would like How do you to, not know that gradient? That's clearly, that's very clear. Yeah, and the wood, Table to, yeah. yeah. And the woodworking gradient, sure. that's, where else could it end up? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think that's what I'd like to be doing. Does that that sounds okay. fun to me. <laughs> Man, that sounds fun to me too. That's and really someday, nice. that's a great answer. I mean, I would have taken jet skiing for sure. I believed you. I did not Ev- believe you for a second. Everybody likes jet skiing. I feel like that's the universal answer. Like if any I've of I've never your- done it before because my parents didn't feel like it was safe. It's not. But that's exactly what makes it fun. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Oh, this is, yeah, I don't know about that. But I mean, when I come to Florida, here's the two things. When I come to Orlando for longer than six hours, mm-hmm. which keeps being the bane of our existence is the short amount of windows I'm in Orlando. Yeah. But we, can we do, can the family and I, wife, the children, you, me, you get would some love, Slurpees. You and Brienne are peas in a pod. Oh, I look forward to being her pal. Yeah, I'm fast gonna, talkers, I'm go after a lot that. of humor. You will yeah. be great. But yes, yeah. jet skiing, paddle boarding, jet skiing, and, and slurpees. Slurpees are the best. Cook slurpees. Oh, me and the Kaufoltz family. Oh, spring spring break 2017. Last name. Well done. It's a hard well, name. I know who you are. <laughs> no, but it's a hard name. Remember, like... I only bring my friends on this podcast. I know. <laughs> no, I know you knew my last name, but yeah, yeah, you yeah. just said it with such confidence. I said it. Yeah, well, you know, my, Dave Barnes, again, at Dave Barnes Music, not Dave Barnes, says, if you um, you don't have to be right, just be sure. That'll get you there. So <laughs> That's right. I that's love the I Dave Barnes interview. That was a great one. Ah, uh, thanks, yeah. That's yeah, when I really... doing that, too. Yeah, that's when I felt like I was hanging out in somebody's living room. It was super uh, funny. Ah, good. And I was talking along with you guys. 
oh my gosh you're like me too wait they can't hear me totally yeah so I like i hope people have laughed along with us today because i every time i listen to this i'm gonna laugh just as hard as i did annie this was so fun oh i enjoyed it thank you for being on the show i can't wait for everybody to hear the new activist yay so thanks buddy bye pal oh eddie hey that was so good okay i'm glad you <laughs> liked it i had such a good time I love that guy, y'all. I love Eddie Koffels. What a great dude. I am so grateful for his words. I told you, it just kind of just kind of made you feel better. The shoe conversation. Like, how does he not feel sandals, y'all? And listen, those shoes that I left at the hotel, I asked them to mail to me probably two weeks ago, and they still haven't arrived. They found them, and they packaged them up, but they still haven't arrived. It makes me so sad. I want my gold sandals back. So I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Eddie. You can follow him all over the internet. Edward or Eddie is his Twitter handle. And then also the new activist. Doesn't that sound so interesting? And how smart for a nonprofit like that to start having these conversations, recording them and making them available to us. I thought that whole conversation with Eddie, the reasoning behind it with the 52% was fascinating. I had no idea. So I loved it. So you can check out the new activists. And I'll tell you, as someone who's listened to the show, the two that I connected with most that I think you'll really love. Wow, I liked them all. I'm looking at the list right now. Sarah Groves was awesome. And then like we talked about in the show, Andy Crouch. I mean, I'm just like kind of a fangirl of Andy Crouch's and so well I actually am just a fangirl of Andy Crouch's and so I loved those two episodes that's episode three and episode four but you might as well just subscribe and get it get into listening to all of them because why not add that to your list right throw on a that sounds fun podcast and then follow it up with a new activist and learn something from them after we make you laugh and hopefully bring your day a little bit of joy So uh, also, obviously, I would totally recommend listening to the Relevant Podcast if you don't already. Those guys and gal, our friend Joy, are just really, really fun. Super interesting interviews. Just a really great show that I've enjoyed for years. I just wanted to remind you that the music you are hearing in the background is from our sweet friend, Ellie Holcomb, one of the very best, one of the dearest. And any of her music is amazing. If you don't listen to her already, you totally totally should all the links and all the books and all the people we talked about in the episode will be linked on my blog anniefdowns.com backslash blog and then also in the show notes so you will be able to find them and find all the humans and the new activist if you can't find it yourself i'll find it for you you can just click on the link so happy to do that for you hey if you have not subscribed to the podcast and you want to hang out with us all the time just subscribe we're coming out every couple of weeks with a new interview new conversations and lots of laughter I hope because that's kind of how I live my life so (laughs) and if you want to keep up I'm super easy to find on the internet probably embarrassingly so Annie F Downs everywhere that's F as in fancy Um, on Instagram Twitter Facebook Snapchat which I still love and my website is AnnieFDowns.com so thanks so much for joining us today I am really grateful in ways that I have not been before. I'm really thankful um, to laugh today and I'm thankful for an uplifting afternoon and I hope we were part of that for you. 
And I'm thankful that you're listening because for some reason we all decided to get together today and I'm glad that um, that we did. I'm really grateful that you hung out with us and I'm thankful that Nashville Lifestyles thinks we're a podcast worth listening to. So that will keep the conversation going. So y'all have a great day. Go out there and do something that sounds fun to you, okay? And then tell me what you're doing. Tweet at me. Tell me what you're doing that sounds fun to you and I will see you next time. Thank you.